Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right. Howdy, 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 and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, coming to you live from Temple Base Studios right here in Hollyweird, California. And I want to say a big shout out to my producer extraordinaire, Mr. Dominic Friesen. Good morning. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. So I see you twice a month now. Pretty, Pretty much. much when yeah. we do the show. Well, we missed you yesterday at the the march for immigration reform. Oh yeah, I was they they had one in Palm Springs, but did you go? I gave at the office. <laughs> really? I, no, no, I'm kidding. I, just, say that to the immigrants. No, no, being you know I'm sent to Trump's you know concentration I'm camps. I'm, I'm kidding. I think it was amazing all over the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, everyone, please follow us on social media at one on one with Jasper Cole. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pigeons can fly over and drop. And uh, what's my website? JasperCole.com, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And the podcast is on iTunes, Breaker, Stitcher. And then it's on BS Podcast Networks. Mm-hmm. Yes. But enough about me. Let's get to our very special guest today. It's quite an honor to uh, welcome a client of Dominic's, who's also an award-winning Obi-winning character actor, Mr. Raymond J. Barry. Welcome, buddy. Thank you. So Thank nice you. to meet you. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure. We, we were chatting before the show, and I was telling him as a, char- a character actor myself, Raymond is quite an inspiration because I've followed your work for your probably your whole career. And as someone who is uh, a little bit over 60, do you talk about your age? Oh, Yeah. I'm 79. I'll be 80 in six months. Looks fucking amazing. This is, yeah, and works more than anyone. You're working probably, well, actually, you've never stopped working, so. Yeah, I did a lot of stuff last year. It was a busy year. Maybe it's this year. I don't know. Gotham. Ray Donovan, Ice, uh, You're the Worst, uh, on uh, Purge 3. I did about six films. It's amazing. I'm doing a film in July. I love it, you know. And That's I what got, keeps I, you going. I got two more kids I got to send through college. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Right, right. You know, like, I got one kid about to go to Sarah Lawrence College. Oh. He got a $30,000 uh, merit scholarship. He's being recruited for basketball, and I got to come up with forty. Right. And the reason they only gave him thirty grand is because I did pretty well last year. They base it on income, right? Exactly. So if, it's like you do well, and then you. If pay I had for a it. rough year, 
they, they give them 60. <laughs> Wait, and you have one more to put through after that? I got a nine-year-old. Well, you better hold back on the work a little. You oh, need to see yeah. poor. But I think what I'll do is sell my body. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she's done to be an actor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, I mean, we don't talk about that. That's... No, that, I shouldn't announce it over the radio. I, the you heck, should be yeah. proud of it, actually. That's, that's something to really love. <laughs> well, are you on social media? Can people keep yeah, up with you? Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Raymond J. Barry at yahoo.com. Okay. My website is RaymondJBarry.org. Org. And uh, that's all I'm on. And it's B-A-R-R-Y. That is correct. Just so people yeah. understand. They don't put B-E or some Yeah, that's bullshit. a very common thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, we have to tell everyone, you're also on the new uh, show Shooter, the new series. Yes. With Ryan Felipe, which is... Tell us about the character you played on that. I forget. Thank you. <laughs> We'll be here all week. No, <laughs> Tip if your I, waitress. I, you know, I'll tell you something. I, That's I, when you know you're working a lot. I really prepare, and I go there, and I kick it out, yes. and I feel satisfied. And believe me, I have a fairly high bar, you know. Oh, I know. But then after I leave, it feels like, what did I do there? Yeah, I know. know. <laughs> it's like a gray memory. Uh, I do remember... I think I was a tough guy. You play a lot of tough guys. I do. I know. Now, there's, there are some exceptions where I show some kind of uh, well, emotional... You're, but you're very lucky because you can play the villain, but then you can also play sort of a, a good guy. But even your good guys, you, you kind of think sometimes you might snap. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm just waiting for you to, like, lunge. <laughs> really? My gosh. You know, i tell you something. I, you know, I, uh, I had one scene in Born on the Fourth of July where I became totally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, uh, when Tom Cruise came home uh, paralyzed in a wheelchair from uh, being wounded in Vietnam. And uh, I had been doing a lot of work on my own, like emotional recall and mm -hmm. all those techniques. But um, what was more operative in terms of my preparation at that time was we shot a scene where I had maybe one line where Tom, in the morning, right, where Tom had to plead his case about going to Vietnam. And then it rained. And suddenly we had to shoot this highly emotional scene, which I, and Oliver come, Oliver Stone comes over to me and says, man, what were you doing? You, you didn't do much in that scene, man. Um. Couldn't you, couldn't you kind of scratch your cheek or something? I said, Oliver, I had, I had three words to say. What are you talking about? And he said, yeah, but you could have, well, he knew what he was doing. I got so shaken up. Oh, that I went into that scene in the afternoon and I started to cry and we shot it over and over and over again and I the tears kept coming and I was messed up and it was the work felt so brilliant wow 
And Oliver did that on purpose. See, that's the work of a great director. Yeah, he came up to me afterwards. He said, "Man, that was brilliant," you know, wow. and he hugged me. I love that. And, he, and I know he did it on purpose, you know, to get that out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And boy, I I couldn't have done it myself, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it was so amazing, and the whole afternoon was with Tom Cruise and myself. And did you have a great experience working with Tom? Yeah, I did. I I I had a terrific experience working with him. He came very well prepared, mm -hmm. and uh, of course, it was at that time. We're talking quite a few years ago. Um, I. I I was uh, from New York. I had only been here for maybe two or three years in Los Angeles. And, you know, I, I thought, okay, you know, I wasn't used to movie stars, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a big, big star. As big yeah. as they get. Yeah. Right? Right. And we got along real well, you know. Good. It's uh, one of his best performances of his career, I think. I think so, too. Opinion. I think he was nominated. Yeah, yeah he was nominated. But, but yeah. since then, he's done major blockbusters, which don't require acting skills, yeah. Yeah. per se. Yeah. He's done a couple character roles since mm -hmm. then. What was the Paul Thomas Anderson, Magnolia, yeah. or... Was that something? I can't remember. I did. I never saw it. Yeah. It was an indie yeah. film, though. It yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a big one. But, you, but Raymond, you also had a great experience with Tim Robbins on Dead Man Walking. I did. Um, uh, I was given that role on the basis of what I had done in Born on the Fourth of July. And um, I came into it expecting that there was a similar situation. My son had been murdered. Uh, therefore, the connection between father and son was of paramount importance. And I went into some of the scenes with Susan Sarandon. I think most of my scenes actually were with her. And uh, uh, being somewhat... Uh, Naive, I went in with the idea of, well, I'll do what I did in Born on the Fourth of July. It'll be just fine. That's why they like me. Yeah, yeah. that's why they like me. <laughs> and Tim Robbins saw that I was trying to cry, or whatever you want to call it, be extremely vulnerable because my son had been murdered. It seemed logical. He comes up to me when we're shooting on the first or second day, and he says, don't cry. And it was the best thing he could have t right. said to me because... Uh, fight, the, fight the tears. It freed me. Mm. It allowed me to just be. Play. Mm -hmm. And I felt my work was quite good in that. Um, uh, I loved working with Susan Sarandon mm -hmm. uh, and Sean Penn as well. And... Um, You've been, uh, you have been so fortunate to work with amazing directors. Yes. You know, you really you know, have. We must mention Michael Cimino, who yes. has passed. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. He was, he gave me my first large role in film. Yeah. How uh, did that, how did that happen? Well, um, oh, <laughs> I'll tell you how that happened. Uh, 
When you're in New York and you're doing theater, you make about 150 bucks. Unless you're on Broadway, you make 500 a grand right. a week, whatever. But you don't do a lot of Broadway. You do off-Broadway at Joe Papp's Theater. I did about 25, 30 plays at the public theater. I also work with the open theater and so on. So when you're not in a play, what you got to do is get a part-time job. So my part-time job during that time when I read for Year of the Dragon, I was digging, I was taking a slub, sledgehammer, breaking the floor in a basement of a, a building on West Broadway, putting in new drain pipes with a, an ex-con named Ken Whalen, who we were like partners, and he knew how to w weld. And, and Did you know what you're doing? No, I know how to dig. I can crack cement right. and I can dig three foot trenches. I worked all day doing that kind of work. Wow. And let me tell you something. That's why you're man. in such good shape. Like, well, that was 30 years yeah, ago, well. man. You know, uh, whatever, whatever. But I love that kind of work. Right. Uh, you know, my father was a bricklayer. I don't know. I just like that kind of physical work. Work with your hands. Yeah. So, uh, three o'clock, I go to the reading. And I am covered with mud and dirt. My shoes are caked with mud. My, I got dirt under my fingernails. I, I'm just, it's on my shirt. And I walk in. And I'm a little bit nervous, you know, because I'm reading for this, the second lead in Year of the Dragon. Right. You know, starring Mickey Rourke. And I know this is going to change my life. Right. So I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm so tired. That I can't get all gripped up. I'm saying to myself, let's get this over with. And I'm tired. I want to go to bed, man, you know. So I walk in. I do the reading. They call me back. Bravo. I do the next reading. I'm also still working in the same basement. I do three readings. Long story short, I get the role. Wow. So we're shooting... Uh, in uh, uh, Victoria, Canada, and then uh, Vancouver, Vancouver. And uh, Michael Cimino comes over to me about five days into the shoot, and he says, you know, as soon as I laid eyes on you, I knew I was going to hire you. I said, would you call me in three times? <laughs> he said, I wanted to see if you could read. And we both laughed. That's good. But he said, I, mean, I was so used to these guys walking in with a tie and a suit and all clean. And you came in looking <laughs> like you had been rolling in mud all well, day. you had been. Yeah. And he said, I knew I was going to hire you. I had to hire you. And we both laughed. And, right. You know, we did it. And it was a great shoot. And it was career changing. And, it changed yeah. my whole career. Yeah. My uh, Oliver Stone wrote the script. Right. That's how Oliver became aware of me going so, later for born on the for 4th born of july. on the 4th of july which yeah. happened about maybe three or four years later right oh the other thing is originally born on the 4th of july i had been cast in on the tom berenger role a much smaller role than the father okay but they canceled the project because there was some discrepancy about ownership of the script mm. So later on, about four or five years later, they recast it. And now I was the father. 
So it was a better part. Oh yeah, much better. Much better. I love so, you, so you aged that much in four years. Say what? So you aged that much in four years. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but it's a it's a great point for actors to know that a lot of times we impress people and we don't know when that may come back around. You know, we tend to want like an instant. Well, why aren't why aren't they calling next week? Yeah, but it's. The longer you stay in the game, you realize that it's a really oh, small business. Boy. I'm telling you, uh, stick to it if yeah. this is so important. I'm writing a memoir. Because you are. I was going to get to the fact that you're a playwright as well and a writer. Yes. And I've been rereading some of the materials I've written for the memoir. And I read it and I say, why did he keep on doing it? <laughs> What's, People ask me that. Like, what, why am I even still doing what it? What is wrong with him? <laughs> but it's hard to explain, right? Well, but, yeah. Y- y- yeah. There's a difference between a job mm-hmm. and a profession. A career. Profession. And then if you add to the, the profession the element of self-expression and art... Then it becomes a whole other mm-hmm. animal. It's not about just making a living. No. It's about making sense out of your life. Mm-hmm. Now I have me, and I'm going to make a statement with that. I am a metaphor right. for a lot of things that happen when you're, quote, unquote, living a life. Right. Yeah, you also true. had, uh, you started in theater for many decades, and then... You know, waited till later in life to come out and do TV and film. I came out here when I was uh, 44. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did 23 years in New York City. Which is interesting because for me, too, I started in theater. And I I always thought that was just the natural progression as an actor. You start in theater, you do television, film. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily happen today because of... Internet and reality right. TV, and there are so many film stars who've ne- like to this day Julia Roberts has never done a play. Is that true? Yeah, but wow. yet you see what she can do on. She's film. terrific. Yeah, yeah. So I always, for me, that was very strange because I couldn't imagine. Yeah, if you've never sustained a performance like for two hours in a play, and yeah. then to just go shoot little segments of a movie. But then once right. I started shooting film, yeah. I realized what a art that is, and that's a whole different right. beast. Yeah. And, and well, she hasn't even done TV, has she? She just signed on for a Netflix okay. series. Everybody's coming to TV. But up until now, she hasn't had a series. I don't think I don't she think ever so. did TV. But I needed to do theater because when I first started... I was not equipped to be an actor in terms of confronting an audience, <clears throat> being out and uh, exposed. Right. I, I and also as a natural segue, I started at Brown University when I was a senior, and I went to Yale Drama School briefly. I didn't graduate, but um, I had to learn how to talk mm-hmm. and communicate and express myself. I was very cut off in the beginning. And um, I, I just had to get my feet wet, put my hand in the fire. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I, I did a lot of plays, and I worked with companies like the Living Theater, the Open mm -hmm. Theater, the Worcester Group, the Joe Talking. Papp. Yeah, Joe Papp. I did 20, 25 plays mm -hmm. at his theater. I had to get my feet wet before I came out to uh, Los Angeles to do film in the cusp of Year of the Dragon. Right. Well, well and it, it's a story of from football, from the football field to a film <clears throat> star. That's right. I, in my younger years, I didn't have to talk. I, I played games, mm -hmm. and I got audience approval from achieving Athletics. on a, a football field or uh, whatever it was. And I, I didn't have to articulate words. Right. Uh, you know. But now your mom was an actress, right? Well, she became an actress at age 61. Oh, so I in didn't... In my company. Oh, she wrote me a lyrical, poetic letter about her life when she was 61. We had a long conversation at nighttime. And uh, um, it was a very uh, dysfunctional uh, marriage between her and my father. Mm -hmm. And we came into some very personal subjects in the aftermath of which she wrote this five-page, seven-page letter. And I read the letter, and I was working on a play, an original play, which I wrote, and <clears> also <throat> I had my own company. I had 18 actors. It was called Cana Company. And I proposed that she read the letter in between scenes of the play. Hmm. And she said, oh, Raymond, I don't know. Long story short, she did it. She memorized the letter. She performed the letter. Then I directed her in four more plays, after which I got her an agent, Jerry Kahn, who... Uh, sent her out. She uh, got numerous commercial soap operas. She did Trading Places with Eddie Murphy, Arthur with Liza <laughs> Minnelli. She did about 20 films. Uh, the biggest role she had was in a, a film called Fat Chance. And then she became David Letterman's mother on his television show. Oh. So she achieved... Visibility. I know who exactly. Yes. I also loved her in Lie, the Brian Cox. Wasn't she the mother in that I don't as well? Know. About the pedophile. I I'm think not she played Brian sure. Cox's mother also. Probably. Yeah. Uh, she acted from age 61 to age 88. God bless her. And she passed away when she was 94. Wow. Isn't that amazing? amazing? Mm -hmm. Yes. And before she was an actress, she was a published writer and a painter. So the artistic side of you was already there with your mom. Uh, I was very influenced by my mother. Right. Uh, I, you know, today I paint. Right. Uh, my stuff is on my website, uh, RaymondJBerry.org. Um, you know... Um, now, do you have siblings, brothers I have, and sisters? I have two sisters, one of whom passed away. The other is still alive. And I have a half-brother whom I've never met. Oh, wow. He may have passed. Okay. Uh, my father had a son before he married my mother. Right. And um, 
I never met the guy. Were the sisters in the arts at all? Or? My one sister was a painter. Okay, so the painting is in the family. Yes. Yeah, my grandfather was a sculptor. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um also in the midst of all this there was a lot of alcoholism and you know um uh, well, that's uh, whatever feature uh, Irish, uh, Swedish, you know. Ch- Cherokee, Indian, and Irish. A lot of okay drunks. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think it makes makes us good actors in many ways. Well, look at <laughs> Ireland. Bless you. How yeah. much literature has come out of that little island, it's uh, Ireland? True. Yeah, you know, come on. I mean, what is it about the sp- the written word with these guys and the alcohol and the alcohol? Somehow yeah. it's it, it, tied in. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I often say that as men, this business is sexist in the sense that we can start working later in life or continue working till we're a hundred, and women don't necessarily have that option unless they're extreme character actors you know leading ladies tend oh, to have see. a but you know character actors the beauty of doing that is we can sort of work till we drop as long as we can work and do the physicality and the members memorizing I, I wonder about that because um i know some actresses in new york shami chaikin mm. Uh, Stage, yeah, see, and <clears throat> the theater—they've yeah. never stopped working. I'm thinking the sexism of TV and film. Sexism is the operative word, and ageism, and ageism having to do with how sexually appealing a woman is. Well, you could argue that the same thing is true of a man. Yeah, the thing is, I think there are more parts written for men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think also there's a prejudice that uh, if you're going to be in movies, you've got to be beautiful if you're a woman. Right. I don't think that's true. Right. You know, I mean, I and also comes the question of what is beauty. I mean, it's I look at Susan. Isn't it? <laughs> I look at Susan Sarandon. I think she's one of the most beautiful people. Mm-hmm. You know, sexy. Uh, uh, what about Geraldine Page? Page. Oh, my God. I did Hamlet with her. My God. I did Hamlet with Rip Torn and Geraldine Page and Amy Wright. And uh, uh, I played Laertes. And Geraldine Page played Gertrude. And Amy Wright was uh, Ophelia. Yes. And Rip Torn played Hamlet. Wow. And I had scenes with Geraldine Page. Hmm. And I swear to God, she <laughs> scared the heck out of me. I, I bet she did. She was so formidable. formidable. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, I just, I, I, I was so impressed. Wow. It was a Laertes who was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about raising your game oh, as an actor, right? When you're on stage with those veterans. Oh, tell me about it. Wow. I was, I, I was so enamored of uh, Rip Torn and, and Geraldine both. Those were theater legends and yes. 
you know, I guess more people would know Geraldine from A Trip to the Bountiful, the movie she... Yeah. But see, there's an example where this lady had had years of amazing work, and then this on one Broadway. film... It's like yeah, overnight it, success. Wasn't she... I'm not sure of this, but wasn't she in Sweet Bird of Youth? I think so, yeah. I think that was another one That of was her. another one, but there was like a gap yes. between. Yeah, she was stage. Stage. Yeah. Kind of like Marion Seldes used to be. Do you remember Marion Seldes? I and, know the name. Yeah. I, I don't... Or I Zoe, don't, Zoe Caldwell. Yeah. Very well known in New York, but not really TV and film. I've, I think what we're describing is more typical of uh, the Lin- London, England yes. actors. That's a good example. Yes. Uh, the stage is respected. Yeah. The Judy know. Dench and... Yes. All of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the skill is so manifest when yeah. you work with these people. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just, and you know it. Well, <laughs> it's it's interesting because you have carved out such an amazing TV career, and especially being like the reoccurring characters, you know. Yeah. Justified yeah, Arlo on Justified was yeah. legendary. How was it working on on that series? Like water off a duck's ass. Yeah. I I I didn't realize that five seasons were going to go by, and you know, one never knows. Are we and, gonna... and opposite Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amazing actor as well. And yeah. Walter Goggins. Walter Goggins. Yeah. Another you know. great. Guy. I also didn't. No, if you know, I heard I was good, but I never saw one episode. Have you since? No. Do you generally not watch your stuff? I generally do not watch my stuff. Okay. And yet, when it's on, I'm fascinated. <laughs> well, like, I'll give you an example. <laughs> About three days ago, my 18 year old son put a movie on the thing and on the television and it start playing and I look at it and I say, that's me. And he said, yeah. And the movie is Interview with the Assassin, mm-hmm. which is written and directed <coughs> by Neil Berger. Mm. And I play the lead. And it's about the alleged second gunman who shot President Kennedy. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm looking at this. I've never seen it. What did you think? I thought I was good. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, do you have a demo reel that someone has to put together for My you? wife does that. Oh, I see. And she sent it to my agent, and it gets me work. So she, but then you don't see I it. I don't see it. Very interesting. It is kind of. It's kind of good in a way. Well, because it keeps it fresh, and you're not... Comparing it to... And then I'll get surprised. Uh, you know, suddenly I see my own image up there. So, Isn't that me? <laughs> now, did you... Did you... <laughs> and we, we watched the whole thing. It was pretty good. Did you watch uh, Ray Donovan when you did Dimitri? No. Have you seen... Now, you fantastic were fantastic role. in that. Fantastic. Thank you. Act, just I amazing. heard I was good. And Gotham as a shot. Gotham? I never saw that. But let's go back to Ray Donovan. <laughs> oh, Ray so, Donovan. Because that's one right. of my favorite shows. Yeah, I remember we worked at night. Yeah. And you were was, Dimitri, this Russian yeah. crime boss, I guess you would mm-hmm. call right. it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, and we had uh, the lead guy. We had a lot of, of a, a little bit in common because New York. well, my father, my son went to Amherst College and he went to Hampshire. Okay, so we had that to talk about, and uh, oh, there was other stuff in there. I won't get into it because it's too personal. We'll talk Alf. Yeah, we'll talk later. <laughs> now about you've it. like we had a good relationship. But you did three seasons. Your your appearances were spread. You know, out. I even forgot that. Yeah. I didn't even realize you were eventually and killed, then, right? Yeah. When you yeah. did that, you went and did Ice, which is a great show. Ice, yeah, yeah. On, uh, that was shot in. Yeah, we shot that in uh, Canada. Canada, <laughs> and the. Uh, De, uh, Rothenberg, Jason Rothenberg was the producer, and I knew him because our kids went to the same elementary school, and we always sat next to each other and watched them play basketball. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we had a good, we had a good relationship. That's here in L.A., right? No, we oh, shot that in Canada. But your kids grew up. Here, oh yes, here in L.A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Willows is uh, middle uh, elementary okay. school. Yeah. So you've you sort of became a father a little later. You know, you've done a lot a little later in life. Oh yeah, I'm a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh but, <laughs> but I But don't was, you think it probably makes you a better father? Uh in many ways because you probably I try so hard, man. I don't know. I really try. Yeah. You know. Uh you know, it's rough out there, baby. You know, oh, yeah. I got a kid he just graduated from Amherst College. I got him there. I I brought him to all the camps out there in Columbia, Brown, mm. uh, Harvard, all that. And the Amherst coach saw him play, recruited him. We got him into uh, Amherst College. He played basketball for four years there. They gave him forty five thousand dollars scholarship. Wow. I had to pay twenty, um, but. Then they come out of college and they have to make a living. Yeah, <laughs> and it's hard oh, out it there. Is. They're they're that generation right now. Oh gosh! That's... When I got out of college, I paid my rent was forty eight bucks a month. Right, mm-hmm. and I could take classes at Herbert Berghoff and Acting live. Studio you can and, live and live. I'd work as a dishwasher or a longshoreman, whatever, and make a hundred fifty bucks in three days. Right. And I'd have money in my pocket. Walking around money. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And and be able to study. Right. You know. Uh, today. What do, ki- what do kids, what do they do today? The rents are thousands of dollars and they, three grand a month for a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know, it's rough. Yeah. Uh, I got well, a kid. Well, what did he study? What did he get a degree in? English lit. Okay. And he's in real estate. He he's getting a commission from one uh, condo that's very expensive, and he'll make some money on that. But he's got a part-time job selling designer shoes. Okay, and it's tough. Tough, mm-hmm. yeah. I have to help him out with his rent. I know. You it's, know, it's and I mean, good lord. What, what's the struggle know, is real? I don't know what the answer is. Either, <laughs> I don't you know? either. And I got four of them, man. I don't know. Is My he the do- oldest? 
My oldest is like, uh, I got 46, 26, 18, and 9. But his eldest daughter is one of the best uh, yoga instructors in Southern California. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for her. She yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Like well, she better be. Costa she's Zen. I spent the whole day with her yesterday. <laughs> so you feel very relaxed. Uh, tell me about it. She's got a body on top of a body. Wow. She is so, uh, she's just amazing what she can do. You know, so stretched out and beautiful and, you know, whatever. You have I gran- love her. You have grandkids? No. Okay. I don't. I wish I could talk about grand. I don't know. I don't care one way or the other, but I want my kids to be happy. Well, absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. know. Any of them following in your footsteps, acting uh, wise? I think the 18-year-old might have a proclivity in that direction. Okay. I, he's already... Uh, I see you grimacing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. Well, I we mean, know what it is. To be an actor, you've got to be out there. It's tough. And you've got to be open. And, you know, my 26-year-old, I don't think it's in him. He's, he, he doesn't want to do that. Right. Uh, my daughter doesn't... My, my older daughter doesn't... Uh, I, I think the 18-year-old might have a little bit of an eccentricity about him okay. that makes him want to... He's funny, yeah. he's articulate, he writes very well. Right. He's going to go to uh, Sarah Lawrence College. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. These are really smart kids you've They're raised. smart, yeah. 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 Well, education was big for you as well, so... I went to Brown and Yale. Well, they're not... Know, pretty good. It's not Phoenix University. <laughs> and his wife is an accomplished author. Right. Yeah. Fantastic you married book. well. And my wife's my wife's father won the Nobel Prize. Oh my god. In economics, Robert wow. Robert Mundell. How did you two meet? You and your wife? We this is going to become a therapy session. We were session. in an acting class together. Okay. Uh, we studied with a man named Ken McMillan. I I knew and Kitty McMillan. You know his wife. You knew them. I knew them, and his daughter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, of course, you Allison. Know, Allison. McMillan. Allison. Yeah. I studied with him when I see when I came out here. I was like a fish out of water, and I felt, well, I'm going to do film work. Maybe I'll take some classes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I studied with Ken. Ken was quite a character. Yeah. And you Ken, know what Ken I Ken was in, uh, what was the one movie he did with Strauss? Wasn't he in a, um, The Sunshine Boys or one of the films? He had a, like one film, but he was best known for acting, teaching. Yes. You had some great people in those, other actors in those classes. Yes. Uh, Howard Schechter is a friend of mine. He went to Israel. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, uh, O'Kelly... Um, a lot of New Yorkers who came out here. Yes. As um, well. It was a very intense class that lasted 12, 13 hours a day. And I brought in scenes from my play, Once in Doubt. And I worked with Kim O'Kelly on those scenes. And eventually, I had already done the play in at La Mama in New York, but... I showed. I, I did it at the Cast Theater mm-hmm. after right we here. worked on it in Ken's class, 
and it got great reviews. And then we brought it to LATC, Los Angeles Theater Center. It had a 16-week run there, and it won the uh, Los Dram- Angeles Drama Critic Dramalog. Circle. Four Dramalog Awards, one for writing. And we worked on that play right there in in Ken McMillan's class. Wow. You know, every week we'd bring up a new scene, Mm -hmm. you know. And that play got published, and it's part of an anthology which I wrote. And, uh, you know, it really did well. It was also done. in, at Michigan State, Yale University, at the People's Light and Theater Company in, in Malvern, Pennsylvania, uh, three production in Los Angeles. Did you go see any of the uh, productions? I was in the mall. Oh, you were in them? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. What a coup for them to, uh, oh, it's cool, to get man. you to do it. Yeah. It's one thing when the playwright comes to see it, but when he also stars in it. Yeah, I played Harry, and the play was based on two uh, failed relationships and uh, uh, also the notion of being an artist, and uh, it, it was it was cool. It was actually a good play. Do you remember Diana Gibson at yeah. the cast? She was the dramaturg there. Well, I mean... She was the dramaturg when we did Once in Doubt at the cast. Yeah. With Ted Schmidt. It's Ted Schmidt. And then we did it at the Odyssey, too. Another great theater yeah. uh, in L.A. Ron See, LA, L.A. has gotten a bad rap over the years. Because for me, I did all my theater out here. I never went to New York. So right. people, I've always sort of poo-pooed theater in L.A. Yeah. But for me, that was my off-Broadway, my summer yeah. stock. Yeah. Was doing, I was with Lonnie Chapman's. Uh, group rep theater and places like that. So yeah, yeah. I wrote you I know, wrote a play that was at the cast, and Diana was, you know, she was there doing doing her thing. Justin Tanner, the yeah, writer, came yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah. 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 What you call it? Um, it's what you bring to a production that determines how intense and how substantial it is. It has nothing to do with the city. Right. It's got to do with what you made out right. of. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, and Once in Doubt originally was done in New York. In New York. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? I, You know, I wrote that play in one night. Are you serious? I am. I was a little bit hungover one day, and I had broken up with a woman whom I loved. And I knew I had to break up with her because it was it was not a good relationship. So... I wake up, it's about maybe 9 o'clock in the morning or something. Okay, I'm going to write. I didn't put that pen down until something like 1 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I wrote that whole play. And I had been working on uh, Othello um, uh, with a woman named, uh, uh, skipping my mind, I forget her name, uh, Gene Reynolds, and it is the cause, it is the cause. And once in doubt is a term from uh, Othello. Oh, wow. And I had been working in meter, 
for something like a year and a half. We'd meet for an hour and a half, two hours, and we'd work on the five scenes in Othello between Desdemona and Othello. So Shakespeare was mm -hmm. in me. Right. And some of those speeches uh, are in meter. Interesting. Unconsciously. Right. And also the heightened reality of Shakespeare influenced Once in Doubt. By the way, Once in Doubt comes from the line, Once in Doubt, always in doubt, which Othello says regarding Desdemona. Wow. Once in doubt, always, always in doubt. And he strangles her. <laughs> <laughs> this is like radio theater, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what this dude does in Once in Doubt? He he has a speech. He goes like this: My enthusiastic suicidal plunge, seeking a new birth, a bowel elimination, an intestinal shitting, shedding out. I say, and I die. I sit here transfixed. Planted for a moment, silent, and slowly I recoil as if to attack with my fangs any slight movement in my immediate surroundings. If I do it with a gun, will it hurt? If I do it with a gun and spray the wall with my brain cells, Will it hurt? Will there be a buyer for my aching cry for help? A collector of wall murals who will pay a fantastic price for it. And then he goes on and he says, I, a devotee of abstract expressionism, will pull the trigger in my own art gallery, flinging pieces of my brain onto the wall and with lies form and color create an abstract celebration of the moment. He's contemplating offing Suicide. himself. And what he does is eventually he takes a piece of glass, a real piece of glass, and pantomimes and he slaps his wrist on the fourth wall. You don't see any blood. Right, right. And throughout the play, he makes a collage while he's fighting it out with his girlfriend. Mm. And that's and there's a lot of movement right. in, in the play because he's making this collage. You see, he does things like, you, you know. And wow, that's intense. It was good, man. It was good. <clears throat> that was a great... I'm telling right you, there. it was you good. You still have it, every line. You know it, don't you? Yeah, and I haven't done it in 20 years. But let but me ask I you. I can't remember where my shoes are in the morning. <laughs> what, what happened to the girlfriend that you wrote the play about? That character was based on my ex-wife, who was a lovely German woman with whom I have a very strong friendship with. Oh, that's good. Who is the mother of my oldest daughter and <clears throat> a woman with whom I broke up 
after about six or seven years. Not a good relationship, but I loved her dearly. I have no idea where she is. Wow. She could be in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, selling clothing. I, I don't know. She used to make dresses, and she was a wonderful poet and a performer of her own poetry. She used to perform at the New Eurekan Poets Cafe. Okay. And she had a, 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 a one-woman show at the public theater of her own writing. Well, that's no small bananas. Tell public me about theater. it. She was brilliant. Uh, but, um, you know, I don't know. And you wrote she, that in one one day? One night and day. But then you workshopped it. Then I rehearsed through it. All the, I rehearsed it so much, yeah. you know. And that's the reason why I know all the words. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, it's like, you shouldn't smoke. It's none of your business. No, seriously, you shouldn't smoke. It's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> so how many performances I, total did you do that show? I mean, how many performances? 400. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Which is why you remember every line. <laughs> yeah. Would you do it again? Is it... Would I do it again? Yeah. Yeah. I could still play the role. i tell you one thing. That thing, I... I was dripping with sweat when I'd be finished, and it required me to be in tremendous shape. And Howard Schechter played the neighbor. What happens, uh, a third party comes in, the neighbor is wondering what, he's a common man, he's a working man. Right. I, what's all the noise about? These two have been battling it out. And Harry, the painter, now pairs off his luffer with this simple-minded Mr. Ma Wagner, who is a very uh, simple kind of man, and puts them together and they have sex. <laughs> and that's almost like a modern-day happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like Before a work it's of time. Vibe. Yeah. Right. And uh, it's an out-there play. How, how many characters? Three. Three. Very easy to yeah. produce. Yeah, yeah. That was smart. Yeah. All, yeah, all of my plays, like Mother's Son was about an incestuous relationship between a mother and a son who the mother was jealous of the son's new lover. And I did that at the, uh, whatchamacallit, Oxford on Oxford. I forget what the, uh, the name of that theater oh, was. Oh, here. Yeah, Holly Hunter produced it. And Ed Harris? Yeah. They were part they, yeah, that was a you cool hit little the company. Met Theater. The Met Theater. Right, I right, did it. Santa Monica and right at the freeway there. I did it there, and I did it in New York at the Theater for New City. And uh, I did it all over the place, actually. I did it. I did that in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, wow. At the and, festival? At the uh, yeah, Fe at the Dublin Festival. Or, oh, De Dublin. Yeah, okay, and yeah. also at the Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Festival. I did it... Um, and I did it up in San Francisco at uh, a kind of a famous theater, the name of which I forget. Sam Shepard used, yeah. used to do his stuff there. So you did Barry Child. Yeah, three, t two times. I did Fool for Love. Do you remember? Yeah, I know. I mean, Sam was my favorite playwright of all time. He was the open theater writer. Yeah. We lost him I recently. Know him. Yeah. He's yeah. an amazing writer. We also have, we both did Training Day, the TV series. Do you remember that last year? Bill Paxton? Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know I was in the series. Didn't, I forgot. I think you did 
You did I know the film, I did the movie. And I think you did a guest spot on the series. I believe you're right. Yeah. Because yeah. he passed. It only lasts one season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I forgot that. Yeah. It's bizarre. He had a heart surgery, and then he didn't make it. Well, in the episode that you did, his son got... His real-life son. Right? Yeah, in the episode I did, his real son was guest-starring with us in the episode... And you know, during the uh, rehearsal blocking part of it, they have the uh, the stand-ins usually come in and and do it or whatever. But th- he he was there that day, and his uh, the other guy's stand-in busted his nose and broke his nose. Blood went everywhere. He had to be rushed to the hospital, but he came back and and finished. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, but Bill had talked to us that day about he was going to have to go and have. This little heart situation taken care of. They and he passed away. Yeah. It's he didn't How make it. Awful. Yeah. He was only like sixty something. You know, I remember Sam Shepard. I first met him he was the writer one of the writers of the open theater, mm. along with Jean Claude Vanitali and uh Susan Yankowitz uh and Megan Terry. And he was uh, 28 years old. He was absolutely beautiful, you know, physical specimen. And he never got seduced until later to be an actor because of his looks. Mm. He was a writer. Right. And he was going to stick to it. Right. And I always admired him for because it was so easy in that setting to say, hey, you should be a movie star. Right. Of course, eventually that happened. Right. But by that time, he had written Buried had Child. Laid this whole body of work. I was in the original, <laughs> uh, the original production of the play before Buried Child. What was that called? Oh, Curse of the Starving Curse Class. Curse of the Class. I was in the original production. Wow. Yeah. And I did Berry Child with Holly Hunter uh, at the St. Louis Repertory Company. And also I did Berry Child at uh, the South Coast Repertory. That's a great theater. And I played Tilden. Okay. And... It was a pl- and Timothy Neer directed the St. Louis production. That was and and Ralph Waite played uh, oh, Dodge. What a great guy! What a great cast! Yeah, wow. Uh, well, w- we need we need three hours with Raymond, right? We could talk all day, but we're already. Yeah. Are we at the end? We are. We oh are. my God! Well, so, Raymond. So his go- upcoming air dates are August 9th and August twenty third on the, USA Network for, for Shooter. Shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone oh. check that out, even though he won't be watching it. But <laughs> <laughs> everyone watch it and let him know how how great he is in it. And, and now, ten years from now, you'll you'll catch it on on Netflix or something. And right, yeah. my son will put it on TV, and I'll say, I recognize that dude. <laughs> it's it's refreshing to meet an actor who's you know not totally obsessed with himself like mm. most actors. So I can't imagine go running up to. I gotta watch myself. <laughs> I've got, I've, I've got to make sure I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's like... Well, it's been an honor to meet you. and A thank, pleasure. Thank you for... Uh, and I'd l- love to work with you sometime. So let's put that out in the universe. That would, yes. be, that would be great. Yes, um, I Dominic, agree. thank you so of much. Course. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back uh, with a new episode soon. So 
Peace out. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Thanks. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back-to-school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back-to-school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.